Hello, my friends, and welcome to the DDP for the third day of August. I'm Paul White. We are in the middle of the week, but we are at the beginning of a chapter. We begin the third chapter of 2 Timothy today. 2 Timothy 3.1 kicks off the famous perilous times, perilous men passage. This is a passage, before I even read it, this is a passage that is often quoted as a scripture that marks the end of the world. Let me read just a little bit first so that we can try to explain why that is. Verse 1, But know this, that in the last days perilous times will come, for men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents. Okay, we'll stop there. I'm going to read it all in a moment, but you can see what I mean at the top, in the last days. Anytime you get a phrase, in the last days, you start to look at scriptures that are often interpreted eschatologically. This is not the first time Paul has done this. Recall 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 1. Now the Spirit expressly says that in the latter times, some will depart from the faith, giving heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons. This was the famous don't get married, abstain from foods, and... And we dealt with that back in our DDP study of 1 Timothy and and told you um, that this is an explicit statement by the Holy Spirit about the latter times, but that Paul was speaking it into Timothy. Nothing's changed here except we've moved forward on the clock, the timeline. So it's a little later when 2 Timothy is penned than it was in 1 Timothy, and yet know this, that in the last days perilous or times of stress, another way to say it, I think the ESV says times of difficulty will come. And then he lays these out. Here's what's going to happen in those days in which difficulty comes. See if this sounds familiar. Men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemer, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderers, without self-control, brutal, despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying its power. Finally, the end of a sentence, and then this closes verse 5, from such people turn away. Now, that I read that whole thing to get to that sentence because it is obvious based upon that one sentence that Paul believes Timothy will see this day. Paul is not laying out a prophecy of the end of the world. He is laying out a prophecy that he thinks Timothy will see in his timeline because he doesn't conclude the matter with, boy, that's going to be a rough time. No, he says, from such turn away. In other words... Timothy, watch out. These people are already on the scene. So what does Paul mean by in the last days? We need to stop thinking that the writers of the New Testament are trying to predict the end of the world. They are not. They are looking at eschatology through a couple of different lenses, I think. Eschatology, study of the end or last events. They're looking through the contextual lens of the words Jesus spoke to them, which was a pending judgment on the system they all came up in, 
their generation was not going to pass away till those things were fulfilled. And they believed they were living at the end of the eon, the end of the age, a phrase that gets used often in the New Testament. Paul believed so much in the Corinthian letter. He said, we upon whom the ends of the world have come. But we don't take that, based upon their theology, we can't take that to mean they thought the world was about to stop existing, but that the world as they knew it, the metaphor for their world was about to come to an end. That's one way of framing their eschatological ideology, a word, two words they wouldn't have used, by the way, eschatological ideology. But I'm I'm putting that in there. How they framed end of age. Okay. Another way was to see the full consummation of everything God had ever ordained as coming to its fruition in Christ. And so an overarching eschatological theme is that the end of all things has to be at the same place it started, which is in the beginning of all things. This is why the New Testament theology rounds out to he who was, he who is, he who is to come. Or as Hebrews would say of Jesus, saying yesterday, today, and forever. As Paul would say, in him all things consist or are held together. So they believed in a timeless God in the fact that God was before, was during, and would be after, and therefore whatever wraps up, wraps up in God. So I've even been a little guilty in, uh, of thinking that they thought of eschatology only in terms of the end of their modern age, but they never thought of it in terms of the future. I don't think that's true simply because if they thought of God at all, they had to think of a broader eschaton. They had to think of a broader way in which all things finally come to fruition in God, or as I think Paul would argue, as they all come to fruition in Christ, that Christ becomes the first fruits of all who would resurrect, that that is an ultimate end, whatever that looks like. They didn't know what it looks like any more than we know what it looks like. But I don't believe that when Paul says, in the last days, perilous times will come, he is warning an audience 2,000 years later of things that will be new to their era. And here's how we know they're not new. First of all, Paul tells Timothy in verse 5 to turn away from these things. Secondly, if you look at the list of things happening in verses 2, 3, 4, and 5, it's not as if they weren't happening in Paul's era. It's Paul pointing out that, listen, as the days become more difficult, as your world becomes more stressed, these are the things you're going to see popping to the surface of mankind. They're going to love themselves, money. They're going to boast. They're going to be proud. They're going to be blasphemers, disobey their parents, unthankful, unholy, etc., etc., etc. These are not new sins. These are not things unique to the 20th century or the 21st century. They were things that were happening in Paul's day, but he's warning the pastor, Timothy, against them, saying, watch out for them as the stress is turned up. This is what will come to the surface in man. It's one thing to find people at peace and living in harmony and all is going well when nothing's going wrong. But the moment things start to go wrong, get ready, he said. The minute the difficulty's turned up, get ready. The minute the stress level is turned up, get ready. And man, is that true? That as these things happen, as stress hits the world, and man, we've seen stress in the last couple of years, 
Look at the stuff that surfaces. We're going to start to work through some of these and all of these actually tomorrow on the podcast. We'll see you then. God bless.